Welcome to the Cove's Body, Mind and Soul series. In this episode, we will be discussing women, spirituality and the ADF. Our guest speaker for this episode is Reverend Kay Reynolds. My first question to you today is how is faith and spirituality expressed by women? Hello, Mark. Thank you for your welcome. And I'm very glad to explore some questions with you. I thought I'd begin by looking at the Joint Health Command's definition of religion. And according to Joint Health Command, religion is an organized system of beliefs, practices, rituals and symbols designed to facilitate a closeness to the sacred or the transcendent or God or the higher power or whatever phrase you want to use. And spirituality for me is that set of practices that helps people on a daily basis to make sense of what happens in life, make meaning of it. And it's really about relationships and the practices that help to form and shape those. So when it comes to how do women express their spirituality, I'd have to say that faith practices for me, my experience is of the Christian church. So I can't really comment on how people of other faith groups might express theirs. But my observation would be that there are some women who thrive when they feel connected to other believers and can meet for worship and singing and small study groups and so on. And being connected with people of their faith community seems to be important, like keeping coals close together in a fire to keep them warm. But it would be a mistake to think that one size fits all. I was having coffee this morning with some of the really elderly members of my local church and one of the 90-year-olds says that she gets up every morning and before she does anything, uh, before she has a breakfast, she has a prayer time and Bible study and she says it sets her up for the day. I think that's probably a bit like eating all bran. If you have it every day, you'll never need it. But for other women... You know, they'll say that they like to go for a walk in the garden and it's in doing that that they connect with the presence of God. Of course, in our Christian church, we've also got this long tradition of religious orders and uh, they have a, a daily practice, the rhythm of prayer and silence, of being in community and gathering together. And for them, that's life-giving. So, you know, there's such a wide range of ways that women express their spirituality and for me, I like to get out and go for a walk when I want to have a time of prayer. The practice of getting away from the diary and the computer and the telephone means that I can focus on the needs of the church and the world and people in need. Uh, they, there's even a good term for it, they call it peripatetic praying peripatetic praying. So I guess I would say that there are a great many ways that women express their faith and spirituality and I think it's it's good to be able to maybe not just stick with the one form but to find what works for you and sometimes be courageous enough to try something different. And do you think that differs from the way men express their faith and spirituality? Uh, maybe. I think we're all different and I encourage people to do what works for them and not to be afraid of trying a new practice for prayer or praise or contemplation. And I reflect that if we only ever did what we were taught when we were children, we wouldn't really grow. 
And in every other aspect of life, we develop new skills, we develop new habits, we um, find the things that work and nourish and strengthen us. I think a good question to ask people is when do you feel close to God or when do you experience the presence of God? And both men and women can answer that. And I think that there would be some women and men who have very similar practices for their faith observances and some that are very different. I also think that stages of life prevent, present some different opportunities and limitations. So if you've got three small, small children and you've got to organise them for school and get yourself out the door for work, then you mightn't have space for the morning ritual of a, a prayer and Bible reading like my um, very elderly friend. Uh, and for some people, the last few minutes of the day is a better time for them to reflect on what's happened and to consider for what they are grateful, what they need to make amends about, and really just take stock of the day. Saint Ignatius Loyola called it the, the examine, the practice of the examine. So I think there'd be some habits that women have which are different, and I think a lot of that is socialised. So if you belong to a group of women that like to get together and in a small group and have a prayer time and maybe sing and uh, pray for people who are in need and that's been working for you for a long time, well, you're probably going to stick with that. But I also know some women who like to go away and, and have a retreat and be on their own. I don't think we can really say women do spirituality this way and men do spirituality that way. I think there's really quite a, a variety, even though there might be some common ground for some women together or or some men. Yeah, okay. So I guess they all uh, they they all do it though at their own ways. But in, in what ways do women in the ADF draw strength and support from their spirituality? I think uh, for women in, in the ADF, I've been. Uh, probably it was not uh, 30 years ago when I first became a chaplain and I've by no means done any careful study on this. It's really just observations and I guess some intuition. Some women find that being in the ADF is a challenging thing. Sometimes that's why they join uh, and they might feel particular pressure to achieve or feel as though they are in, under particular scrutiny because they are women. And uh, the scrutiny means that uh, if they're filling roles traditionally filled by men, that they will have additional pressure. Maybe that pressure comes from within. So faith practices can give courage, can assist us with persisting when it's a struggle, and can give people inner strength. And I think that that's the kind of area where women can find some benefit from their spiritual practices in the ADF. The, I guess spiritual practices give you a framework for dealing with what troubles you through the day and what keeps you awake at night. And my hunch is that for women that it's good to have a framework for thinking about those things. So whether it's uh, finding your favourite bar story and spending some time with that, or whether it's meeting with perhaps one other person who becomes like a companion and on your faith journey, 
or whether it's going to um, a place of worship on a regular basis so that you can kind of fill up your tank, if you like. I think those are the kinds of uh, practices which are helpful. One uh, woman who is in the Navy was telling me that she has memorized some of the ancient prayers of the church like uh, the breastplate of St. Patrick, you know, Christ beside me, Christ within me, and so on. And even though she's not Catholic, she found that using beads as she prayed those prayers anchored her thoughts and nourished her soul. So some women uh, find some particular practices that help them with the daily round of work. And I would say that like some men, some women get quite exhausted as they serve uh, emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, and sometimes those ancient prayers are the ones that carry them through when they run out of uh, kind of creative energy within themselves. Um, so, uh, so that's about women, I guess, and their practices. Uh, I came across a man uh, who was a reserve soldier. Uh, we were on an exercise in Shoalwater Bay training area some years ago. And uh, he was, um, you know, in his 50s, and he discovered meditation. And when he talked about the benefit of meditation for himself, he sounded a bit like an evangelist because he felt everyone should get this same benefit. And if only they meditated, everything in life would improve and their relationships and their their work and their reserve work and, and everything. And I, I remember thinking at the time that it can be a bit like that, that for one person, they discover something that really works and then they want everyone else to do the same kind of thing. And And I think with spirituality, while we can benefit from the experience that another person has and say, all right, okay, I'll give that a try, it's often something that requires a fair bit of self-discipline and you might have to really just keep working at it. Okay, and what about, um, are there any barriers that women face in the ADF with regards to practicing their faith? I think uh, the opportunities are there, but sometimes the, the pattern of work makes it hard to attend to your spiritual practices. And like I used the illustration before, if you've got to organize a few kids to get off to school or you've got elderly parents or you've got you know wider family responsibilities, which can happen for men and women, uh, then it, it means that you've got to sort of tuck in your spiritual practices or your daily habits for prayer or your opportunities to go and meet together for worship or fellowship in with all of the other daily responsibilities. And uh, that can be a bit tricky. And uh, at different phases of your time in the ADF, there will be different pressures. For example, on deployment, one of the chaplains was telling me that when he was in, in Dili, the, there was no privacy and even his daily devotions happened when he was sitting on the stretcher in a, a tent and people were coming and going and, you know, I, I guess that could be a barrier, less privacy. I think over time it, it can be as a person moves through their career, there can be different levels of responsibility and different opportunities to grow and nurture their faith. I would say for, say, a younger soldier or or an officer, 
male or female for that matter, it's a really good idea to establish some practices early in your your service or your career that hold you right through your life. So while your rhythm of work and the rate of work might change, you can find ways to tuck in those spiritual practices in your daily life. I think what can happen for women, and it's not to say that men are not involved with a wider family, I think sometimes those additional responsibilities can make it difficult for them to find time for themselves or time to connect with their faith community. And so that would be one of the things that could be a barrier, not having a lot of time or not being, or not finding it easy to make a priority of that. In regards to the barriers, what can the ADF do to remove some of those? It's not, in some ways it's not easy to answer that. I think individuals need to do what they can for themselves. So, for example, I know some women find YouTube music that nourishes their soul, that, that they enjoy and they can take some individual time to listen to the songs of faith or to uh, join in with a kind of a, a YouTube experience of praise and worship or they might uh, connect with some live streaming uh, if they can't actually physically go to worship somewhere. So there are some ways of connecting in these days which probably weren't there in the past. You know, so even if you're on, you know, on a break or... Um, you're on, on duty but you've got some time off around lunchtime or at the end of the day you can use those opportunities. I think we probably could say that personalities are involved here so if you're an extrovert you might really crave being able to go and gather with your faith group and be involved with the, the worship and the praise or Whereas an introverted person might just prefer to have some quiet time where they can contemplate and that might be more helpful for them. Uh, it's probably also worth noting that spirituality will look different for different people and so I wonder for someone who identifies as LGBTQ+, just saying men do religion this way, women do religion that way, may not be very helpful. So, So I think... Just having that atmosphere of inclusion, of recognizing that religion and faith practices are generally uh, strengthen a person's capacity for serving, and particularly serving in the ADF. I think um, in terms of how the ADF makes room for uh, women in to practice their spirituality, I think it, it's quite similar to what the men in the ADF need. I think one of the things that might be important is giving women support to attend to the kind of things that can happen for them. So if there are wider family issues or personal issues or, you know, it's one of the supports that chaplains bring into the space, and in what way can a woman's perspective enhance defence capability? Well, I think there's a number of things. I think 
What we understand around um, boards and governance is that better decisions are made when there are there are a diverse group of people in the room. So I think that is also the case for um, you know every aspect of our life really. If you leave one group of people to make decisions for everybody, you're not going to get the perspectives that you know to bring everyone to the table and let them share their perspective. I think. Uh, usually uh, produces better decision making. And for example, when we've deployed overseas, where there are interactions with the local people, then in a, perhaps a peacekeeping environment, it's often the women in the group who can identify particular needs that might just be overlooked by the men in the group. So for example, the men might say, okay, we need to provide some shelter for these people and we need to uh, have some uh, ablutions spaces and we need to be able to feed these people. And it might be the insight of the women officers who say, hang on a minute, we can't have the women having to walk past that group of men on their way to the ablutions and so on. You know, So there's that perspective of what's going to work for the women involved or or where there might be some vulnerability or there's been some sexual violence or abuse, then having the perspective of the women is often a very helpful one in terms of attending to that. And I suspect also for women in defence who have suffered abuse or sexual violence or harassment to be able to have the to find solace in their faith perspective and to have people who can come alongside them and support them as they do that is, I think that's a very helpful thing. How might having a faith community and a habit of spiritual practices and disciplines assist women in the ADF to transition into civilian life after separation from defence? So I was thinking about this because I came across an article uh, from uh, a woman by the name of Tara Robinson from Liberty University in the USA. And she's been doing some interviews, uh, qualitative studies around the the way people who have a, a, a faith community and a habit of uh, spiritual practices and disciplines supported in their transition out of defence into civilian life. And we know that that's a time when many people feel vulnerable and after being in defence for some years, it can be a bit of a, a culture shock to then go into civilian life where things are much more individualistic. And in, uh, in defence, there's that sense of team, the sense of family, while you have to take individual responsibility, uh, you do have a sense of, of belonging and of working together. And even on the worst days, that remains there. Whereas for people who move in out of defence, they lose or they often lose that sense of connectedness to that wider defence family. And people who have a, a faith community to which they belong and have some spiritual practices which help them to deal with the detritus of every day, helps them put into perspective the things that happen or helps them 
to recognize where there are things in their inner self that need attention, um, to have a, a community of faith, a community of believers, uh, some other people with whom they can become connected either through small group or worship is often a protective factor for those who leave defence and move into civilian life. Uh, and I think that's probably especially true for women. Sometimes in our society, women, you know, they're seen as the homemakers and they're socialised to get married, have children, raise the next generation and so on. And for some women in defence, they've actually not had that experience, so they don't have that connection with a, a wider family and a, a a family that they've raised and are taking to the future. So I think that's being able to have a, a faith community as family to perhaps replace the, the sort of defence family or at least to have some bridges is quite important. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, Padre, any questions from you? Thanks, Mark. Uh, no, I don't have any questions. Okay, you've done such a wonderful and comprehensive um, job in, in answering those questions. Uh, I do have a story to, to tell, I think that could relate to um, a comment you made um, a few times uh, throughout your uh, your interview there. Now you said, I think words to the effect that you didn't think you know, women did spirituality in, in a way that was largely or vastly different from men. And um, yeah, it just reminded me of a, of a story from soldiering i think it was 2018 i was in a field exercise and it was a, a very hot and humid uh, few weeks there yeah i think it rained several times every day people were absolutely drenched the entire kit was was wet and nearly everyone had prickly heat rushes and and riddled with mosquito bites. And I remember this one day sort of walking up um, to this group of soldiers, you know, who had just done a patrol and, and they were standing in a circle debriefing what had just gone in the, in the patrol. And, and one of the members of that group was a, was a girl, was a female, and, and, and she just felt the need in this sort of break in the rain and just felt the need to sort of air um, her back a little bit, so she lifted up a shirt, you know, and 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 she pulled down her pants a little bit, and down to her buttocks to give herself a bit of air, and and none of the boys gawked at her, you know, they were hmm. uh, they were all equal, they were all working hard, they were going through the same level of hardships and discomfort, you know, they were Australian soldiers, and I was just so impressed both with her. And, and, and the male soldiers, you know, she, she felt comfortable with them, you know, they felt comfortable in her presence and, uh, and then treated, they both appreciated each other, uh, as, as soldiers. And, uh, and I trust, uh, that, uh, in regards to spirituality for, for females, you know, that it would be the same also, that, uh, that they would feel that they are no different. Mm. I, I guess, um, a couple more thoughts I'd, uh, as I hear you talk about that. So that's that sense of that being equal in the space uh, and having each one has something to contribute, maybe not the same thing to contribute, but being having an equal opportunity to contribute that. And, and I think that is the case with spirituality 
in some faiths, but in other faiths that's not so much. And interestingly, in our this weekend, the Bible readings for this weekend include Mary and Martha, the two sisters from Bethany who provide hospitality to Jesus and his friends, and Martha's busy trying to get the meal together and Mary just takes a moment to just sit at his feet and listen and learn and grow about what it means to be the people of God and what it means to be building the kingdom of God. And I think there's often been a habit of saying, well, you know, the women will do the meals and serve the cups of tea and the men will be the, do the important business of making decisions about, you know, the big decisions about who's who's worthy in God's sight and so on. So so I think that, you know, it, it's good to have some stories that change the thinking a little bit. And I suppose the other thing I didn't mention was that creative arts can be a way that people will connect in and, you know, women will often do things with their hands while they are practicing their prayer so it's a bit of um it would be a hard thing to do in a military situation when you're uh, working or in deployment but as a whole of life practice there are opportunities to either to draw or to write or to paint or to make something with your hands so i think opportunities and encouragement to take the things with you into your into your work that uh, help you to practice your faith things. So whether it be a symbol, you know, it might be a cross, it might be a stone, it might be a trying to keep a little plant alive or something on a on a base. Maybe not an exercise, but you know, that those things that help people connect to the things that nourish their soul. There's a range of things that we can do. In, in that area as well. Reverend, thank you so much for your time today. We at The Cove are very grateful for the very valuable information you've provided and I'm sure this will definitely assist our listeners. Thank you for the opportunity. There's probably more study that needs to be done around the area of uh, women's spirituality in defence settings. You know, maybe there's a PhD opportunity for somebody but there is some literature around, but maybe it's time for us to say, is there something else we can learn about the context and how to support women to strengthen their faith and to uh, support them in their daily practices? Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and look, if any of our listeners have any questions out there, they can contact us on soldiercove at gmail.com. Uh, we'll go back and look for the information and get back to you as soon as possible. Our next talk continues with faith and diversity theme, concentrating on Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander spirituality. Don't forget to download the Cove app. It's PME in your pocket anywhere, anytime.